You're listening to Root Lock Radio. Hello and welcome to Rootlock Radio, a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. My name is Weston, I live in New York City, and I'm your host. The beacon card for today's episode, which comes out on April 2nd, 2020, is the Wheel of Fortune. And in this episode, I am sort of spinning that Wheel of Fortune, and I asked for listener participation to draw on the content of this episode. So I'm a little bit surrendering to what's out of my control. And in this episode, I am doing a demonstration year ahead birthday tarot reading. So if you don't already know, I now offer 11 card birthday year ahead readings. They are limited to three per sun sign. So book early if you want one for yourself or for someone else if you want to give it as a gift. The readings for the Aries season sold out in under an hour, and I was pretty blown away by that. And I'm sorry that I can't do more of these, but I need to keep it sustainable for myself, and right now three feels like the right amount for me to do. If I did more, I'd either compromise myself or the quality of the readings or both, and I really don't want to do that. I want to make sure that I'm putting out something that is of the quality that I am okay with. So the next batch of year-ahead birthday readings will be for people with Taurus birthdays, all of you Tauruses out there, and those will be made available on my website starting this coming Monday, April 6th, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Again, the Aries readings sold out super fast, so if you want to make sure you get one of these three Taurus readings that are available, you may want to make sure that you buy it right when it goes on sale. So wherever you are in the world, take note, 8 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday, April 6th, 2020 is when those Taurus year-ahead birthday readings will be available. So this episode is a little bit different because I'm not necessarily doing a lesson in the same way that I usually do. The bulk of this episode will actually be a year-ahead birthday tarot reading for a listener of Rulock Radio. So I asked people to submit themselves or friends as candidates for this, and I selected one person to be the recipient of this demonstration reading. And this serves a couple of purposes. The first is that it allows me an opportunity to show you how I read, and maybe you can learn something from it. And the second is that it allows you an opportunity to see what a year-ahead birthday reading from me is like. So if you're thinking about purchasing one, or you're just kind of curious, then this gives you a a real, just full-fledged idea of what you receive when you get one of those for yourself or your friend. Now... I'm a little sad to say that next week will be the season three finale of Rootlock Radio. In that episode, I will reflect back on this demonstration reading, so I'm going to kind of highlight some of the skills that I use along the way today, and then I'll try to tie together some of the themes and takeaways from this season of Rootlock Radio, 
and hopefully from these two episodes it can you know continue to help you develop your own style and flow in a tarot reading so thank you so much for listening i hope you are all staying well staying healthy and spending time with your tarot so thank you so much for listening and i hope you enjoy this episode of rootlock radio I received a lot of wonderful submissions for this demonstration year ahead reading, and I want to give a wholehearted thank you to everyone who submitted their their question or their, themselves to this. It takes a lot of strength and courage to offer your reading as a demonstration for the public, to the, the listeners of Rulock Radio, and I admire each and every one of you for that vulnerability. It was really tough for me to pick just one. And I heard so many great stories from you and so many things that really moved me and inspired me. And not having the capacity to do a reading for each person that submitted was tough for me. And I didn't realize how much of a challenge I was putting myself up to in just having to select one reading. So I want to say thank you to everyone that submitted. And I'm really sorry for anyone that feels disappointed. I hope that this reading gives you a little bit of solace and a little bit of, you know, you can take something from this as well. So thanks again to everyone. So let's get into the reading, which is for a person named Brandy, who was born on April 11th, 1985. And here is what Brandy had to say about what they are thinking about as they approach this coming birthday. And I just want to give a little bit of a warning that this reading does relate to birth trauma. And so if that is a sensitive subject for you, you may want to tread lightly or maybe opt out of listening to this if it's really tough. Follow your intuition on that. I won't be really talking about this much in detail at all, uh, but I just want you to know that this is a big part of what Brandy is coming to the reading with. And so if that is a sensitive topic for you, you know, I just want to make sure that you're warned or you're able to kind of take care of yourself. So anyway, here's what Brandy wrote to me. I'm working through the trauma of nearly dying while giving birth to my son two years ago. I'm also trying to figure out what my life's purpose is and if that trauma somehow fits into what my life's work should be. So that's what Brandy wrote. So Brandy, happy birthday. Thank you for submitting this. I am so appreciative of your courage, not only in what you went through, what you described, but with how you were considering this as something to integrate into your life's work. And just the courage also that it takes to submit this for a public demo reading. I'm so appreciative of this. So thank you, Brandy. I sent Brandy a photo of her reading and a PDF that shows the spread placements which is something that everyone receives when they get a year ahead reading from me. You can also find the image of the spread on my Instagram. And if you're on my email list, you receive these images on the day of this episode's release as well. So check out those if you want and you want to see what Brandy's reading looks like. You may also want to have those handy as you listen so you can follow along. But just know that I am not going in the order of the numbers on the spread placements. 
those are just there so that you can see the correspondences, but I'm not necessarily reading this, going through this reading 1 through 11 like it is on the, the PDF. So let's get started. From here on, I am going to be speaking to Brandy, just as if this were a reading that I was just sharing with, with her. So, you know, this just keep that in mind as I go. And again, next week, I will take some time to reflect on this reading and some of the skills you may be able to draw from it. So here we go. So hi, Brandy. Happy birthday. And first of all, I want to say thank you. And I want to give you a little bit of background about what beacon cards we are working with collectively right now. Now, beacon cards are determined based on numerology. So they're not drawn randomly from the deck. If you listen to Season 3, Episode 1 of Rootlock Radio, you probably have a sense of this. Uh, but if you haven't, you may want to go back and listen to that episode. Um, that could give you a little more information about these beacon cards, which are an important part of this reading. So in 2019, we were all working with the Hanged Man as our beacon card. So that means 2019 really had this energy of waiting, watching, anticipating, contemplating, maybe feeling kind of suspended and unable to act. You know, you think of the hanged man, suspended. And this can be uncomfortable, right? Being kind of stuck or stagnant. But it's an important part of letting go so that you can move forward. And a kind of supportive energy in 2019 was the Empress. And this reinforces some of these ideas, but in a little bit of a warmer way, because the Empress captures this energy of sort of incubating or gaining strength for next steps. So I feel like the Empress kind of was a way to understand the positive offering that the Hanged Man was bringing, whereas some people might have just felt stuck and felt frustrated. In 2020, we're now working with the energy of the Emperor. So this is really a time of drawing on resources, building solid and lasting structures, restructuring, being bold, kind of renegotiating relationships to everything, including other people. So this could involve setting boundaries, acting really for yourself in a way that's aligned and not selfish, and aligning with people who can provide you guidance. That's also something that the emperor provides is... Uh, this invitation to find people who can kind of help you along your way. So for you, since your last birthday, which was in 2019, you've been working with a couple of beacon cards, which are the moon and the chariot. So the moon, which is based on the date of your last birthday, this is a card that can indicate anxiety, fear, confusion, there's a little bit of a crossover or overlap with the hanged man here. That there's there's a way that in this energy you can feel a lot of that anxiety, fear, confusion. Because the issue is that in times where the moon is really present, we may be looking in the wrong place. So in the daytime, right, when the sun is out, we really see our surrounding environment illuminated. Everything's kind of lit up for us and we can see it. But at night, Things are not visible, or they might look really different, even if the moonlight is shining brightly. So there's a kind of disillusion that a period in the moon card can bring. You might be asking yourself questions like, what is real? What is important? It really calls us to ask some big questions. So over the past year, 
I would imagine that you have been working with these kinds of questions and probably feeling some confusion and maybe some fear, as you do. The moon does invite us to ask questions, but it does not really offer answers, so it's not really that kind of questioning. It is a reflection that is important. It's a time of reflection. When our surrounding environment is not accessible in the same way, it's an invitation to turn inward, right? So like nighttime is maybe a time where you find yourself more kind of searching what's inside of you. That's why sometimes we have these really intense and different types of thinking at night than we might have during the day. So this past year was really asking you to turn inside yourself and do some question and questioning without necessarily finding answers. And remember that the moon is not actually a source of light, but a mirror of light that is ever-changing. It's like very elusive and illusory. So as you close out this year, you may want to spend more time really intentionally reflecting on what questions came up for you this year and what you have learned about yourself along the way. So the other card that you were working with since your last birthday in 2019 is the chariot. And I calculated this based on the age you turned in 2019. This card is all about personal agency. It's about taking the reins, rising to the occasion, getting your feet under you, and really just kind of finding your agency. And paired with the moon, this is kind of an interesting energy. I would imagine over the past year, while there has been this reflection and confusion, there's maybe also been a sense of confidence and agency that was maybe not there before. And this can be a great medicine to what's the more negative experience of the moon. If you think of the sign of cancer, the chariot and the moon are both related to that, and the chariot's sort of like the way a cancer grows. So in this year that maybe had kind of a cancerian energy to you, the chariot's here to kind of teach you a way to grow. But it can also be confusing, this pair of the moon and the chariot because the searching energy of the moon and the taking charge energy of the chariot don't necessarily cohere together in a very clear way. And then when you add in the hanged man energy of 2019, I would imagine that the past year had kind of a one foot on the gas and one foot on the brakes kind of vibe to it. You know, kind of when you're in a car, it's like you're jolting, starting, stopping. That said, since we entered 2020, there has likely been a shift towards more movement. The collective emperor energy that we are all working with is probably pushing things along a little bit more in a way uh, that they were not necessarily moving in 2019. And I imagine that the year of your life that you start on your birthday this year will really begin to accelerate things as well. So from your birthday on next week in 2020 to your birthday in 2021, you're working with strength and the Wheel of Fortune. So strength is the beacon card associated with the date of your birthday this year. And if you've been listening to season three of Rootlock Radio, you've probably heard a lot about strength because that is the beacon card for this season of the podcast too. Strength is not about denying your emotions and appearing strong or unflappable. In the tarot, strength is about integrating your emotions in a way that is effective and most helpful for you. Our emotions are so important and are here to help us survive and stay connected, but it's not always a great idea to let them get in the driver's seat. We want to think about them, but not necessarily let them take over. 
This year, you can focus on developing a different relationship with your emotions that involves noticing them and finding ways to be responsive to them without letting them take over and without denying them. On the card, the lion represents these powerful emotions. Sometimes we want to roar or attack, and it can be scary for us or for others. But if we can approach our emotions like the human on the card approaches the lion firmly and with compassion, then we're on the right track. The other card, beacon card for you, is the Wheel of Fortune, and this is based on the age that you're turning this year. And this is another beacon card that will follow you from your birthday in 2020 to your birthday in 2021. And this card suggests that this year will present a lot of rapid change that is in many ways out of your control. When working with this energy, the thing to do is to ride the wheel or to imagine the planet spinning and surrendering to that movement in a wise way. Paired with strength, this is such a great card because not only are they in the same line in the the fool's journey in the tarot so they're really connected in a way but this pairing also highlights a key way to work with that strength energy when things are happening that are out of your control you can feel your feelings but know that you cannot do much more than that sometimes you can be your own kind gentle yet firm friend so that strength card is kind of showing us a little bit of how to manage our way through the Wheel of Fortune energy, and this is a big part of your work this coming year. So let's take a quick break, and then I will be back to talk about the remaining cards in this reading. Rootlock Radio is kept commercial-free by the generous support of the podcast listeners. If you'd like to support Rootlock Radio, consider joining the Patreon group. A monthly donation of $5 or more gives you access to a private Discord discussion forum, where Rootlock Radio listeners and I discuss tarot and answer each other's questions. You also receive bonus materials related to content from the podcast. To donate and join, see the link in the show notes. You can also support me by booking a year-ahead birthday tarot reading for yourself or a friend, or by purchasing the Season 1 Companion Guide PDF or the Rootlock Tarot Book of Spreads PDF. All of these goods and services can be found on my website, rootlocktarot.com. Another great way to support the podcast is by subscribing, giving a 5-star rating on iTunes, and writing a review. This is the best way for more people to discover Rootlock Radio. And of course, follow me on Instagram at rootlocktarot, and sign up for my email newsletter to stay in the loop about future opportunities to engage with me. Regardless of how you choose to support Relock Radio, thank you so much for listening. Let's take a look at the year ahead card draws. So while the beacon cards set the context of energy you are working with and are cards that I used based on numerology around your years, 
I see this section where I did randomly draw cards from the deck as sort of a roadmap through the year. So these cards give you a more specific guidance of how to work with the energies available to you and even do so in kind of an order or a method. So you'll see how that goes as we, as we move along here. So your overall card for the year is the Wheel of Fortune reversed. You may be thinking, how do I work with Wheel of Fortune as a beacon card of the year and Wheel of Fortune reversed as my year ahead roadmap card? I'll admit there definitely is a little bit of a disjointedness to this, but here's what I think is happening. The beacon card is kind of like the guiding light that you want to move forward without ever really expecting to necessarily arrive there. It's sort of helping you to understand how to move forward effectively. The year ahead card is more like the road you are actually traveling or the map of that road. So while the beacon card of Wheel of Fortune is inviting you to wisely surrender to the things that you cannot control this year, this year ahead card suggests that your day-to-day -day life may present many challenges to this. You may have a tendency to actively resist wise surrender this year, and you may come up over and over again with this sort of feeling of resistance. So that said, the beacon card is there to remind you of what the goal is. So as you're kind of finding yourself challenged by all this change that's out of your control and the actual events of your life bring up maybe some anxiety or an impulse or desire to want to control, it's the beacon card is there to remind you to step back and, and notice what you can't control and find some sense of wise surrender. And remember that you're also working with the strength card. And so part of this challenge is going to help you to renegotiate the relationship you have with your own emotions and how to manage and soothe them in new ways. So these challenges are actually opportunities for you to work on that. And these are skills that will serve you for the rest of your life. And remember that the Emperor, which is our collective beacon card for 2020, is here to help us to do some really necessary restructuring. And restructuring can always be or often be uncomfortable, right? If you imagine kind of renovating your home, your space is taken over by builders and maybe you have to move from room to room while they're renovating, you lose your privacy and sense of peace at home, it's uncomfortable. But when it's over, you're happy you did it and you have a different relationship with your home. So this may be a bit of your experience this year. The next four cards will help you to navigate this one step at a time by focusing on each of the four seasons. So I'm gonna walk you through this to help you to understand kind of what steps you can take over the course of the year to navigate this effectively. The card for spring is Ace of Pentacles. And we've been in the spring season for about a couple of weeks now. And so you are already working with this energy. The Ace of Pentacles lets us know that there is some energy available to you around the suit of Earth. When I pull an Ace, I always try to imagine a faucet turned all the way on. Like the energy is just freely flowing and it's available, but you have to figure out how to catch it and use it. So with the Ace of Pentacles, the energy available to you is very stabilizing and grounding 
and has sort of a slow frequency to it. It has the potential to help you to find a new way of feeling nice and stable in your life. Typically when I think of stabilizing energy, and particularly earth suit stabilizing energy, like the pentacles, I think of the physical realm, your home, your body, your possessions, the work you do to bring in money. Now and until the summer solstice, you have the potential to really refresh these things and find new ways to feel stable in the long term, because pentacles play a long-term game. That said, they can also work really slowly. So this energy is flowing, but that doesn't necessarily mean you will feel these results immediately. So now, in all of spring, I would urge you to really contemplate and reflect on the types of stability you want in your life. Visualize what a stable and sustainable life would look like and what it would feel like for you. What is the, the life that you want in like five years? And then utilize this Ace of Pentacles energy to build some initial supports that will help this to take hold and grow. So really, it's like laying the foundation. So you want to begin to imagine what the house will look like. So you can make those first choices that will be there to support the rest of the structure as you build. But don't get ahead of yourself. This is baby steps and really initiation. The Pentacles energy, which is also continuing into the summer, Rewards slow and methodical, not rushed. And I can imagine with the Wheel of Fortune reversed energy, you may feel some urgency and like you want to rush through this process, but part of the work of this year is to surrender and let the things out of your control do some of the work for you, right? Sometimes stepping back, things can actually fall into place in a way that they wouldn't if you forced it. So remember, we are all working with the restructuring energy of the Emperor, you also have that extra support. And so really in the spring, it's all about kind of taking those really small initial steps of identifying that stabilizing energy, imagining what you want your life to be like, and doing those really tiny first things that initiate that process. In the summer, you're working with the Three of Pentacles reversed. So summer appears to be a season where your relationship to work really enters a revision stage. And again, I could see some frustration at the slowness of the process coming up for you. I'd urge you to remember that the strength card is a beacon for you this year too. So when you feel that frustration or any strong emotion, take time to feel it and understand it. Definitely give it space and then gently and firmly soothe yourself and see what you can actually do about it, what is in your control. So these themes coming up over and over again, right? So again, I see this as a time where your work may be a source of frustration, and particularly the desire for your work to align, to align with what is important to you and your own experiences, like you said you want it to. You know, you said that you were kind of contemplating how does this experience of trauma inform my future work. With the Three of Pentacles, we often see a person being supported in work that feels aligned for them, supported by institutions and other kind of social supports, but reverse, there could be really be a sense that aligned work is not supported for you. And that could create this sense of urgency, like I need to get out of here, 
I need to quit this job. I need to stop doing what I need doing. I need to start all over. Again, listen to that urge if you feel it. But take your time. Don't rush anything. Don't do anything rash. That's a big theme this year. But make sure you are taking the steps within your control to get yourself on a path that does feel aligned. So don't ignore it either. That alignment of work and your own experience is really important to you. And so we're going to talk about that a little more in a bit, but just acknowledge that having work that feels aligned to you is extra important to you. In the fall, you're working with Seven of Cups reversed. So you may be feeling a little bit at a loss in the fall, even when it comes to daydreaming about your future. So this could be a really confusing season for you. This card upright encourages us to daydream and imagine how things could be, but in reverse I'm seeing a real possibility of frustration of this potential, and you may feel kind of lost. And this is a time to really focus on the idea of releasing. Are there any dreams that you've had in the past that you know now that you're not going to realize? Can you maybe ceremoniously have some gratitude for those dreams and then let them go? Can you mourn the losses of things that did not go as planned? The Seven of Cups reversed asks us to kind of turn the forward-thinking, daydreaming energy around and look back and allow space for some grief around the ways life has not gone as planned. This is how you can overcome some of that frustrated energy, and it is actually a really important clearing process for you because what comes next is really positive. So the winter brings the Ten of Cups. So, wow, the winter is really looking like a time to come back and do a sense of connection and feeling fulfilled and feeling like you have what you need and you like where you're going. Tens indicate sort of a, a little bit of a pause and like seeing time at the end of a cycle. So I would suspect winter to be a time where you begin to get a clear vision of what's next for you and you're able to feel some kind of gratitude for this transition and feel really kind of fulfilled with what you've done and where you're going. So after this year of working with so much kind of disjointed and confused energy, this feels like the payoff to me. Look what I've done. I feel great about it. And I see what's next is like a rainbow forming in the sky. All the confusion and pain and everything I've gone through is now revealing itself to me as something useful and beautiful. So I think a lot of this will be the payoff of the work that you've done throughout the year of surrendering, that like wise surrender of the Wheel of Fortune energy, and then also the, the strength energy, that skill of giving space to your feelings while also finding a wise way to engage with them that does not deny them or allow them to take over. So if you feel frustrated throughout the year, step back and find trust that it will pay off because this card suggests that it really will pay off. And that frustrated energy that you might feel is actually a really great time to do some internal work. So overall, I think this year will be perhaps a bit confusing, perhaps a bit frustrating, perhaps a bit disjointed, but at the same time, really essential in your progression toward a more aligned feeling life. A lot of the work of this year is internal, 
but in a way that you will start to see the effects in your external life in the coming years. It's like a ripple effect. So all this work that you do inside yourself will begin to show up in your external environment in the near future. Now, I also drew an astrology oracle card for you for the year ahead. This is a deck that I got recently that I really like. It's called Arcana of Astrology. I'll put a link in the show notes. And I've been integrating this deck into my readings. And I pulled one card for you, again, as kind of a year ahead card, and I got the full moon. And this card really aligns too, because a full moon is kind of a time of harvest and release. And this suggests to me that this year is a time when you really come to the end of a cycle and begin to kind of like do the work towards closing it out. But you're not quite there to where it's closed out or you're starting a new cycle. And the opportunity is to kind of release the things that aren't good for you and to keep the things that are. And again, this takes intention, this takes work. It doesn't just happen on its own. It's something you kind of keep in mind throughout the year in order to best utilize this energy. And there is a way that it can feel like you are not where you want to be yet. But remember, like the moon, the cycle continues, and after that release, you can work your way toward a time of really building on the initial ideas that you come up with this year. One last card I want to talk about is your Lifetime Beacon card. This card is calculated based on your date of birth, and to me it represents your overall life's work and purpose. You can think of it as a guide that is there whenever you need it to make a difficult decision or if you have to choose between two options, and it also helps you to understand what aligned work would look like for you. And your life beacon card is justice. The key word for justice is alignment. And so this suggests that throughout your life, you will always be striving for a more and more aligned existence. This also means that aligned work for you is all about alignment. And I know that might be a really confusing sentence, so let me clarify. With justice as your beacon card, you are here to help the world find alignment. And you're also here to help others get in alignment. And by doing so, you're going to feel really aligned yourself. So when you talk about channeling your own traumatic experiences into your work, this seems perfect. It seems very much aligned. Because a big thing about trauma is that it hopefully temporarily throws us out of alignment. That's essentially what trauma is. It's this experience that throws us out of alignment. So I do see that helping others who have experienced trauma would be great work for you because it would be helping to realign people. But there are a lot of options of what that could look like, right? And you didn't say necessarily what you're thinking about, but what I think of is it could be working as a therapist for sure. It could also be working in the legal system to help people, to help people get justice. You could do trauma-informed yoga or other wellness or healing or body work like Reiki or massage or acupuncture. There's a lot of ways to help people get back into alignment, whether it's 
through their more psychological or more embodied or a combination or in relation to the world. There's a lot of different ways. So whatever it is, it needs to feel aligned for you too, because that is so very important to who you are at your core. And in the end, you really only want to do work that feels just right. So that's part of the reason why this year is so important, because it's a time to really kind of be picky in a way, like to really kind of make sure that you're you're finding exactly what it is you want to do. And it might bring some confusion and some frustration, but it's important. So again, you're not going to necessarily be lining up your work perfectly this year. But if you can visualize your future, especially over the spring and summer, so start now, and tolerate some of the frustration of not being there yet, especially over the summer and fall, I think by the end of the year, by the winter, you will have a good sense of what you need to do next. And you will also have developed some tools through managing your own experience that will be extremely valuable when you get there. And you also will have released some of the things that are out of alignment for you. So I hope you have a great birthday and a great year. I think it's going to be a really important one for you. And it's been such an honor for me to get to do this reading for you. And again, I appreciate you so much, Brandy, for submitting this. So everyone, that's it for the reading. Next week, I will be back for a little bit of a recap and analysis of some of the skills that I've used in this reading and also to wrap up season three. So I will look forward to talking to you then. Bye. Rulock Radio is a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. It is written and produced by me, Weston. Music for the podcast is provided by Shenandoah Davis and Jeray. You can find links for both of these incredible artists in the show notes. To support the podcast, consider joining the Patreon community. And if you love Rulock Radio, don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a kind review. To learn more about me and the tarot goods and services I have to offer, please visit my website, rootlocktarot.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time for Rootlock Radio. Radio.